0: Welcome to another exciting podcast episode worldwide uh, from the decline and fall of America. I am Charles Factor, your podcasting host, broadcasting live from the great state of North Carolina in the Holly Springs studios. Today we have an interesting and fascinating subject for discussion. We're going to be talking about how United States office buildings are now facing a $117 billion debt time bomb, meaning they have mortgages that are due that they cannot pay. They can't pay them because so many of the United States office buildings are now sitting completely empty. And if they don't have renters to pay their mortgages, then they're going to default on these mortgages. And what do you do when giant office buildings across the country start going bankrupt? What happens? That's what we're going to be talking about today the commercial office building debt crisis. It's here, it's now, it's happening this year. Will it lead to another Great Depression? That's the question. So I'll be reading an article from the Daily Mail newspaper. Daily Mail is a newspaper from England. It's one of the oldest newspapers in publication, very reputable, been around for a long time. You'll hear a lot of references to it because it's very famous. And the headline of this article that you can read online is called U.S. office buildings face $117 billion debt time bomb. Mortgages due this year threaten to sink the United States economy as thousands of workplaces remain empty. So it's an interesting subject, at least I think it's interesting. And we'll um well, we'll we'll see see what you make of it. I mean, is this significant? Well, let's find out. So I'll read the article and afterwards we'll discuss it. Quote Billions of dollars in loans on office buildings are about to come due, and it could play havoc with the United States economy after interest rates have soared. About $117 billion worth is expected to be due this year, and it has to be repaid or refinanced, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. A big chunk of it's at risk of defaulting and costing banks and developers huge sums, sending some into insolvency. Owners of office space around the country took out their loans when interest rates were half of what they are now. They may not be able to refinance them at higher interest rates. Interesting article, isn't this? Well, let's continue. Quote, commercial mortgages, unlike home loans, are almost always paid interest only, leaving the original price to be paid at the end or refinanced to start the process again. At the same time, the revenue from the office space fell as many businesses downsized their premises. As many of their staff are now working from home since the pandemic. Economists last month found that 40% of office loans on bank balance sheets are now underwater, meaning they owe more than the property is worth. Similar, smaller regional banks who have loaned the money to buy them could themselves be at risk if the loans default because they're not big enough to handle the losses. Quote, Moody's Analytics estimates that 224 of 605 loans that will expire very soon are going to be tough to repay or refinance because their owners have too much debt or the buildings aren't making them enough money. The analysts predict that the buildings would need to be generating at least 9% of their debt in annual income or their owners will struggle to refinance. One example is the Seagrams building on Park Avenue in Manhattan. It was mortgaged at $760 million in 2012, the loan assumed that the building would bring in $74 million in revenue this year, each year. But the best it's ever done was 69 million in 2018 and only 27 million in 2022 according to the Financial Times. The light at the end of the tunnel for office space owners is that the Federal Reserve is expected to start cutting interest rates earlier than predicted. Interest rates have been jacked up to the current 5.5% to keep a lid on soaring inflation over the past two years. But now that inflation, that wrecked household budgets, has eased earlier than expected, the rates can start coming down. Quote, market analysts hope that this will limit the damage as $1.5 trillion in real estate mortgages will come due in the next two years. As the event of looms, the big banks such as Wells Fargo are already cutting their losses by preparing to offload the debts at a discount even when borrowers are up to date, a sign of their lack of faith in the once stalwart commercial real estate market. Meanwhile, higher interest rates are meant to hamper inflation, continue to push down property values by deterring buyers, a phenomenon that is compounded by continued office vacancies. The pandemic-induced phenomenon comes as remote work has maintained its prominence since surfacing during the pandemic. It's an advent that has hammered offices, and now the bank's providing them with the property loans. The willingness of some lenders to take losses on the real estate loans that as of now are performing comes as multiple experts continue to warn that this asset class is the next shoe to drop. Following the recent turmoil in the banking industry, this increased the likelihood of another recession wrought by mortgage crises. And while coming as bad news to the landlords looking for a new lease for their office buildings, the prospect of a widespread default and subsequent dips in demand could stifle construction and development in major cities, many of which are still struggling to recover in the aftermath of the pandemic. Well, that's the article from the Daily Mail. Well, what are your takeaways? I'll tell you what mine are. First of all, It's interesting to me that $1.5 trillion in debt is coming due in the next two years on commercial office spaces. I have read other articles that show that some major cities, like Chicago and others, have almost a 50% office vacancy rate in their downtown areas. Well, you don't have to be Einstein to realize that if you have so much real estate sitting empty, office buildings sitting empty, half empty, then nobody's going to be building new ones, and certainly no one's going to be paying higher rents, And if these are sitting empty, then these buildings are not going to be able to pay their mortgages. Well, what happens next? Well, the owners of the buildings will file for bankruptcy, right? What that means is they're not going to pay their debts. So people that have provided services to these buildings, I mean, these buildings are the size of cities. These skyscrapers are massive. You default on that, you got 100 stories of commercial real estate. Well, people have provided electricity and water and repairs and Heating and air conditioning systems and office supplies, all of them are not going to get paid. So if in a bankruptcy situation, people don't get paid. Well, when all those contractors and suppliers don't get paid, what happens? And if the banks don't get paid, what happens? Well, layoffs, cut, cost-cutting, devaluations, basically it affects everybody. So listen, I'm not crying wolf here and saying this is the end of the world, What I am saying is with $1.5 trillion, and that's a lot of money coming due on commercial office buildings that are currently sitting half empty in the United States over the next two years, these these debts are coming due, and owners can't refinance them because the buildings aren't worth what they once were, well, you're going to see a commercial real estate catastrophe. So now, in some respects, this can be a good thing for some businesses. Let's say you're a business and you're the renter. And you're renting office space in commercial buildings, whether it's a shopping mall, which are now all sitting in bankruptcy, or whether it's storefronts in a strip malls that are that are now sitting half empty, or giant downtown skyscrapers that are now sitting half full. Well, if you're a renter, you're probably going to get a lot cheaper rent, and that should help a lot of businesses. That is to the positive. Plus, as these commercial properties get revalued at lower rates, Maybe this provides a buying opportunity for investors or people that, you know, think, hey, maybe I'm going to buy when the the market values come down. So, I mean, there are some opportunities here that the marketplace, I'm sure, will absorb. But $1.5 trillion in bad debt hitting the banks? And don't get me wrong, I have no sympathy for the banks. Maybe the government should let a bunch of them go bankrupt. Maybe that would help. But we're already in a period of bank consolidation, right? 1,500 bank branches closed last year. Just last year, 1,500 bank branches closed. A lot of communities don't even have a bank branch anymore. So where do you do your banking? Try to go online. Try to get any customer service out of them. You're not going to get it. They're not going to work with you. So this is what we're facing Does a healthy economy do this? And you may say, well, there was a pandemic. It's once in every 100 years we get a pandemic, and people got used to working from home, and nobody wants to do this stupid commute anymore because that was pointless to drive an hour downtown to sit on a computer when you have a computer at home. I agree with that. I hated commutes, too. I commuted my whole damn life into the big cities. It was terrible. I sat in traffic all the time, paid ridiculous fees to park my own car in a space that was often unguarded, unprotected, uncovered right? I didn't like wasting two hours a day driving into a big city. It's dangerous. It's expensive. It's a hassle. And it took all my free time away from me and my family. So I am not suggesting that we start forcing people to commute into the cities again to sit on computers when they have computers at home. That makes no sense. That's inefficient. But I am also suggesting that we are headed for one heck of an economic wallop. So buckle your belts, people. Don't spend quite as much. Be very careful with your money right now. It may seem that everything is okay on the surface, but you scratch that surface, and you might conclude that we're about to run into a pretty severe economic depression. Is this not a clear sign of the decline and fall of America? I'm Charles Factor, your worldwide podcasting host, broadcasting worldwide from the great studios In Holly Springs, North Carolina, wishing you a great day.